Welcome to the Good Athlete Podcast, the voice of the Good Athlete Project. Nick Alfieri is a starting linebacker for the Schwabish Hall Unicorns, the defending national champions in Germany. You heard right. Hashtag roll corns. The Unicorns also finished as the number one team in all of Europe last year. Nick landed in Germany after a standout career at Georgetown. He was a team captain as a senior and is the third all-time leading tackler in program history. I think I was scrolling Instagram being nostalgic about my own playing career overseas when I first came on Nick's page. The guy's not only an exceptional athlete, but he's, he's a little bit of an artist as well. If you check out his YouTube page, he's making a documentary, which we'll talk about in the podcast, about his time playing over in Europe, and I'm telling you, some of the shots he gets are unbelievable. We had a great conversation with Nick. There were some truly inspiring moments that honestly make me want to pack my bags and go start all over again. We're happy to have Nick as a friend and ambassador of the project. I think you're going to get a lot out of this one. Even from a young age, from like nine or 10 years old, I would always take my parents' video camera and I would make videos and, and movies with my little brothers in the backyard. And we still have some of those and they're pretty funny to watch now uh, because they're just so bad. But uh, so it was like from a young age, I really liked playing football and sports. And then I really also liked I had a passion for filmmaking and, and making and making movies and videos. So near the end of my football career at Georgetown. You know, I thought, all right, this is going to be the end of my football career. What am I going to do now? So I ended up applying to USC Film School, and somehow I got in based on a couple couple films that I made at Georgetown. Yeah. So I got in there, which was a miracle, um, because that's you know supposed to be, you know, the best film school in the world. Big time for sure. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Really excited. So I ended up going there for a semester. I was done with football. Um, so I was living in LA. I was doing film and video full-time. I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing now. I'm not an athlete anymore. Uh, I was there for one semester and I just dreadfully missed football like and sports um, because it's been such a part of my identity growing up and for you know, 22 or 23 years, whatever it was. Um, and so I decided- Did you quit cold turkey or like uh, there's no flag football out there at USC or? No, I mean, I'm sure there's something over there, but I actually, I, I quit cold turkey. So it's just- just done Too huge part of my life and then gone and i didn't realize or have any idea that that would kind of affect me right um so it was gone and so you know i was at usc doing the film school thing and it just didn't feel right both because i missed football and that the the film school route just didn't feel right for me i uh, started getting contacted by some of these teams in germany and europe um and thought you know what screw it I'm going to leave film school, which was a really hard decision because it was so tough to get in there. And I, had, I talked to a lot of people. A lot of people told me to stay. Some people told me it was smart to leave. Um, and so I decided, all right, I'm going to leave film school and I'm going to go over to Germany to play football for one year and make a documentary about it. So I get a little bit of both. I get a little football and then I get a little uh, filmmaking as well. And that was two years ago. And now in Three days, I'm going back for my third year in Germany. For round three, so, that's amazing. Back in love with football, and um, 
I'm kind of doing both now. So that's kind of how I ended up where I am right now. I think it's amazing. So how did they find you? Did you, uh, was there a recruiting process where you signed up for Euro players or any of those kind of? Yeah. yeah. Let's see. So it was coming out of Georgetown. They had sent me some messages. I didn't really understand, you know, the scope of, uh, of football in Europe. I thought maybe I'd go over and be, you know, something a little fun, um, couple months experience and that's when I decided not to do it and go to film school instead yeah um, so I didn't really take any of those messages too seriously and yeah those were on Euro players some on Facebook some through just connections from Georgetown coaches I actually had a coach at Georgetown who played in Germany for a long time too um, so they contacted me initially when I was getting ready to leave Georgetown to graduate and then um, I ended up contacting them in the fall after I got sick of film school. So it's kind of worked out that way. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us more about where you end, ended up. Cause I, um, I played football in Europe as well. I had heard of the German league. I actually played against the lions at one point, but the unicorns for one reason or another escaped my radar until, uh, we heard about you. Yeah. So I didn't just end up at some, any any team in Europe, I somehow ended up at this amazing team in this amazing tiny town called Schwabisch Hall. And funnily, funny enough, our team name is the Unicorns, which when I tell people that I play football, American football for a team in Germany called the Unicorns, people have a tough time believing that or laugh at it. I think it's pretty funny too. Amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Roll, roll corns. We got it. We have to make sure that this gets out. It's, the hashtag is roll corns. Yeah. Hashtag roll corns. Love it. Yeah. And so we're, it's this tiny town um, of like 38, 39,000 people. Um, and football is the biggest sport there. You know, you'd think that soccer is going to be the biggest sport anywhere in Germany. And it is for the most part everywhere um, except this town, Schwebischal. And so the team has has so much support from the town and the people around and the organization. Uh, it's a really special thing. So I feel really lucky to be playing, not only playing in Europe and having this experience, but playing for this specific team in that town is pretty cool. It really is. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about the, uh, this is definitely um, untread territory for most people. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about like, the stadium for one, because I think from pictures, it looks like you guys do have a fairly like pretty legitimate place to play. Yeah. So we've got, it's small and football is still pretty small over there, but sure. it's getting, so we've got a small, nice stadium and it holds like 3000 people, which is about what we get for home games. And it's yeah. nice and new. Um, and then there's some teams that are some of the bigger cities like Frankfurt. They'll have, they have bigger stadiums that are hold, you know, yeah. 10, 10 to 15,000. And then when we play in the German Bowl, we're playing in big enclosed stadiums, which are pretty cool. That's and, probably what I saw when you guys played yeah. Braunschweig. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's where we're playing in a big stadium up in Berlin, uh, packed, which is pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah. And, uh, and tell us a little bit about, about the town itself. Now, so like, I want to hear about it from you, but if anyone yeah. has any interest, they need to find you on Instagram and check some of this stuff out. It's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's the shots are amazing. Yeah, there it's it's a beautiful town, um, and one of the things when I was talking to the to our coach, one of our coaches, when I was first deciding to go over there, we were, 
he told me, you know, it's like you just got dropped into the middle of a fairy tale, basically. And yeah, that's actually what it's like. Like, yeah. you can't even believe when you're walking down the streets. Um, I mean, the town, I think, is like 900 years old. Um, the church, there's a big, huge church in the center of the town. It's like 500 something years old. And it's just beautiful, just wood houses and, and cobblestone streets and you know, right split down by a river. And it's just a, it's really amazing to be living in a place like that you know to think about all the people that have lived there before so it's pretty cool it really is um that okay so when you guys came back tell us about the day of the championship game i take it wait 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 that is uh that we gotta that's the teaser sort of tell us what um tell us what like a week of practice looks like like what is life like over there as an american football player in europe okay so Life for an American football player over in Europe is pretty unique, very specific lifestyle, I would say. So we practice two times a week. What our coach says to us, to the Americans, is the Americans are professionals amongst amateurs over there. Uh, So football for us is a full-time job, but our teammates, um, they have jobs outside of football. So we practice two times a week at night from 8 to 10 p.m., Wednesdays and Fridays, um, because that's just when people are able to make it to practice. Yeah. Um, so for us Americans, we, during the week, are expected to be training and doing all that stuff outside of football to keep our bodies you know, ready to play and stuff. We, with the unicorns, go around town and we teach uh, American football in the schools to like young grade school kids, so basically like their PE classes, and we'll do that throughout the week, which is a a cool experience. Um, And then, yeah, we've got our practices on Wednesdays, Fridays, and then our game is on Saturday. But one of the cool things about being an import over there is the the ability to travel. And our team, our coaches and program organization, they really encourage us to travel because they want to make sure that we're not just, they're not just, you know, getting everything they can out of us on the field, but they want to make sure their imports have a good experience. So we're able to travel a lot, you know, drive around day trips and, and we're right there in the middle of Europe. So there's a lot of options for us. I think it's very cool. And, uh, what about the food? When I, I gotta tell you, when I, when I went over to Ireland for the first time, I, uh, I was really happy that I had packed a bag of protein bars because I, I had no idea where to go. I didn't know anything about it when I, I actually, and I spent a little bit of time in Germany and I'm yeah. pretty sure my first three, um, my first three meals were some sort of sausage, like actually. But is schnitzel? Is that what it is? Schnitzel. We got the schnitzel. It's very uh, it'd be a very pork heavy diet. Mm-hmm. But I actually love the food in Germany. I mean, we're eating. Another really cool thing about our situation with the unicorns is part of our contract deal is we have lunch and dinner out at restaurants around town every single day. So we're going out to restaurants and we're getting real authentic German food. Um, so, you know, we're having schnitzel and spätzle, which is like this egg noodle. Um, Delicious. Yeah, it's so good. And it really, uh, you know, it packs on the pounds, so it keeps us nice and, you know, big for the football field. But the, the German food, and that was something I was nervous about going over to a different country. You know, I, I would consider myself a picky eater growing up and getting over there. And loving the food, that was something uh, surprising. But it's really good. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And okay, so you mentioned getting big, uh, and I don't. People aren't gonna be able to see this, but there's a plaque on the wall behind you. 
that is a strength and conditioning award. What is the, what is the training element of your time in Germany like? Like how far do you have to go? What kind of stuff do you do? What does that look yeah. like? So it's different than it is, say, in like a, a college football environment because, you know, in college football, we are we have our set team lifts weekly, you know, whatever it is in the off season, you've got it every single day during the season, you got it maybe three times a week with the team and you're still expected to get a couple of lifts outside of that. For us in Germany, it's completely up to us. So we have to make sure that we're doing that on our own. And having been gone through a, a college football uh, program, it's instilled mm -hmm. me to you know work out every day and train every day. So, but for us in Germany, it's us guys, you know, organizing it together and all of us Americans saying, all right, hey, what time are we going down to the gym? What time are we working out? What time are we hitting the field? What are we doing today? And it's all really on us. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, it's a good situation. We've got two gyms actually with the unicorns. We've got one kind of like studio gym right in our downtown. Um, and then we've got kind of more of a warehouse gym where we can do Olympic lifts and more intense stuff like that. But it is a little bit different than the college football experience where you're lifting with your team every day. Um, it's more – it's your responsibility to take care of it and make sure that you keep your body up to shape. Let's talk about the coaches in Germany. Uh, yeah. And, and maybe let's use this as an opportunity to talk about if this is the truth, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what it takes for some of the local players. Like, like they really are – like you said, they probably work all day. Mm -hmm. uh, show up at eight o'clock at night, finish at 10 o'clock, go home, get dinner, shower, whatever it might be. Uh, they, this was true from my experience too. Yeah. The, the guys, uh, the local players are, are true diehards. Right? Oh my they gosh. just absolutely love it. What did you, have you experienced something like that as well? Absolutely. And the, the, the local guys, the German guys who play are so like It's such an inspiration to see them and how much they love the game um, and the purity of their love for the game, because growing up in the States playing football, it's kind of like, I mean, I love playing football, but it's like systematic, you know, you're, you're, you go to high school and you play your practice every day and it's kind of a routine. Um, and to see how excited these guys get for practice and what they go through to come to practice and to make it to the games is really, really inspiring. It makes me feel lucky to be playing. So, I mean, these guys will be working all day we'll have a regular job a lot some of these guys have physical jobs construction manual labor type sure. stuff and then they're gonna drive anywhere between like we've got local guys who are from our town um, but we've also got guys who are from an hour and a half away so they're gonna drive after work on the autobahn you know sometimes hitting that terrible autobahn traffic right to make sure right. they get to practice uh practice for two hours and then drive home get home at midnight or 1 a.m and go to work the next day. And these guys aren't getting paid. They, yeah. they do it purely for the love of the game. And it, it like totally changes your perspective on it just to see how lucky someone like I, someone like I am, um, is to be playing and, and to get paid and get all these benefits and stuff. And, um, so it really, is a good thing for us to see and it kind of bring humbles us a little bit and lets you see, you know, the purity of the game and, and seeing somebody level like that. Purity is the exact right word for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I felt the same way and, and, um, we work a lot. We work in high school and college athletics primarily. And even that just for whatever reason, 
like, and I think it's partially due to social media, but, but the yeah. way that, um, like you said, that system, that process has changed, right? Like, like, uh, advertising every college you've been in contact to almost so that so much so that, uh, the high school, uh, whatever your high school football career is really only a vehicle to get you onto your college football career, which then becomes a vehicle to take you on a professional career. It just, it, 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 it yeah. dilutes that like one of the most pure human experiences there is, which is to be part of a team and a community and do something physical, uh, towards a common goal. Um, it's, it, it at its worst is forgotten sometimes here. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's so refreshing. I felt the exact same way seeing that, um, be pure again without exactly. the incentive of money is, yeah. is amazing. And I say this, I like when I'm over there, uh, I feel like I've like been reinvigorated, like and love the game with a whole new passion just because I've seen how these guys, uh, are committed to it. And it makes me feel like, you know, I'm almost like a, a little kid again playing football for the first time and, and being able to enjoy it like that. And just to bring it back to its pure roots. I think that's a special thing about playing overseas. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, okay, so on that note, who are the experts over there? What are your coaches what are your coaches like? Where do they come from? Are 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 they compensated or is this a passion project for them as well? Um, so it's different for every team. Um, some of the other major teams around Europe and Germany, they've got paid staffs yeah. of uh, I don't know, maybe four or five or six paid full-time coaches. We have one paid coach um, who's our head coach now. He was actually the offensive coordinator when I first got there. Um, and the rest of the coaches are volunteers, just like the German players in this. So they do this because they love it. Um, but one guy, the guy who started the Unicorns, who founded the Unicorns, is this German guy named Siegfried Gerke. And we call him Ziggy. And this guy is just an absolute legend. Um, he he told me the story of how he founded the Unicorns, and it's just he saw some clips of football clips on TVs from a, a Super Bowl cutup, and then so he researched about American football, and then he founded this club in a town where nobody had any idea about football, and he recruited people to come play with them. There's American Army base nearby. This was in the middle of the '80s, and they recruited some Americans to teach them how to play and and you know, got some knowledge from these guys. Um, and so this guy, Ziggy, grew this program for 33 years and has become one of the top coaches in Europe and in Germany. Um, and just this last year, he uh, retired and let Jordan, who's our, our full-time coach now, take over. It was an American guy. But um, I think that's a pretty cool story, um, just what he's done and how he's he's actually really helped grow the game in Germany. If you had to compare the coaching uh, the coaches in Germany uh, to the coaches at Georgetown without selling anyone out or throwing anyone under the bus. Um, how would you, and I'm not talking about like level of expertise. I'm talking, I guess maybe back to that purity element. And I know nothing about your coaches, but, um, right. What, what's the messaging like? Oh, it's, you know, it is, um, I mean, you've got, some I've had some amazing coaches at Georgetown in college, and some that were uh, absolutely fantastic, um, knowledge-wise and passion-wise, and kind of you know still had a had a pure love for the game. Yeah. Um, but I also think that in college football, it is a business too. Whereas in Germany, these guys, it's they're not going to have the level of knowledge that the American coaches have, having been around the game the whole time or their whole lives, but 
the passion and the interest to, to learn about the game. I mean, these guys, again, outside of their normal job, these guys are researching, you know, coaching techniques and different, you know, things that they can coach and teach their German players. They fly over to the States to attend clinics and just, um, you know, all on their own dime. So there is a, there is an extra level of passion, of pure passion from these German coaches that I think is a really cool thing. But like I said, I mean, there's, I've had some amazing coaches at Georgetown as well who had that kind of uh, passion, but it's a cool thing to see these guys take it to that level. Do you ever, um, you're on the West Coast now, but do you ever go back to Georgetown? Geez, I haven't been, I went back when I was uh, at USC, I went back for our homecoming, but I have not been back since, unfortunately. I always try when I'm back here in the States, but it's tough to get across the country yeah absolutely it's a big trek but uh yeah i was out there this past summer i think i may have messaged you also when i was out there uh, oh, or yeah. tagged you or something. It, it's a really cool place i'd heard yeah. about it of course but i'd never been to dc and never seen the campus it was fantastic yeah dc is an awesome place to go to college and georgetown is just like absolutely beautiful nice compact campus super walkable beautiful buildings um and just to be able to go to college in washington dc is cool it's got a great energy that city and there's so much so much really cool free stuff to do you know you go down check out the memorials the washington monument the lincoln memorial all those museums um so i think it's a pretty incredible place to go to college i feel pretty lucky that i got to go there but no i've not been back in like two years i need to get back there you got to keep that pipeline open man that's uh it is such a great place okay so i have to i'm gonna ask i hope this doesn't sound like a question that uh a parent would ask, but like, so you're educated at Georgetown, somewhat at USC. Uh, do you see an end to the football career or, and, and if so, uh, is it returned to USC or is this movie is unicorn town? I mean, is this just going to blow up for you and that's going to be your full-time Hollywood director job or how do you foresee the next few years? That is a good question. Um, you know, I don't know exactly how I see the next few years. Uh, like I said, it was really scary for me to leave USC um, because of kind of the stability of that situation, but it just wasn't right. And I felt it in my gut that it was not right. Um, and, you know, going back to Germany, getting back into football, making this documentary, um, you know, I think it's all these little pieces that are adding up for me. And like I said, I'm kind of taking a risk, um, professionally, I guess you'd say. Um, but I think that it's the right thing for me. And I, I think that it'll pay off, you know, hopefully this documentary, and I think it's pretty cool. I've had some test screenings, um, with some audiences and have gotten some pretty positive feedback and positive reviews and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's just been, it's been two years going into this thing. And yeah, I'm hoping that it'll be a, a good payoff and kind of kick off my uh, post-football Hollywood career. There you go. Yeah. But at the same time, um, even if it doesn't, you know, uh, I've gotten these experiences these last couple of years and however, however long I continue to play of, you know, living overseas and traveling and continuing to play football reigniting this passion for the game which has just opened up a lot of different doors for me whether it's whether it's football or this or this documentary film or youtube um and so 
you know, I don't have a concrete answer for that. That's okay. But, but Dude, So the truth is that was just sort of a guiding question because I say like over and over, I think the best way for someone to be successful is to chase the work that they're willing to do passionately and that's yeah. going to lead you in the direction probably that you ought to go. Uh, and and we talk, we talk, I mean, that's what I have. I certainly, I wouldn't call myself, I don't know. Can, can you call oneself? I think I may be on a path to success. I don't know. Uh, but I'm at least, yeah, I'm at least really happy. Um, dude, I, I like going to work, right? I'm yeah. really happy with the work I do. I enjoy every day. Um, I'm not sure there's a better way to go about it, right? Even, um, so I actually, an uncle of mine worked in business at a very high level. Uh, and he's actually, and, 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 he, and he is uber wealthy. Yeah. And he said to me, he's actually the one that gave me this advice. And he was like, uh, I'm just lucky that the thing I was crazy passionate about just happened to have a really good financial return. But, yeah. but he's like, but he, but he said he would watch people walk into the office daily, um, just dreading it and hating the, yeah. what they were doing. I, it feels like I get that same sense from you. I, I don't think that's, I, I was kind of kidding. I don't think you should go back to school if you don't want to like, do whatever the yeah. hell you want. Uh, yeah. maybe you're playing, uh, Maybe you're playing football into your – maybe you're the Tom Brady of German football. Who knows? Right? Who knows? No, exactly, man. That's the thing is right now I feel like I am uh, chasing what I'm passionate about. And, you know, I'm not, you know, on like some set corporate path where, you know, I have some guaranteed success, definitely taking a risk. But it's what I love to do. And right now, you know, I always think like would my – would my 10 year old self be proud of what I'm doing right now? You know, I always kind of like think back to that, to like my childhood dreams. I know at some point a lot of people have to let go of some of those things, but a lot of times uh, I think like that. And right now I'm playing football overseas. I've made a, a movie. Um, I do this YouTube thing. So I'm doing things that I absolutely love and I'm able to sustain myself. Um, and so that's what keeps me going. And I think that if I continue to do, um, like you said, hopefully I'm on the right path to success. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And path is probably the right word because I mean, you just won a championship. You're not done yet. So there's no end, right? It's just, it's kind of this, um, at the risk of being super lame, it's this really cool journey that you're on and you just are, uh, resourceful and forward thinking enough to be capturing it all. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what's especially exciting. Do you guys uh did you guys order rings yet? Yeah, we ordered rings. They should be uh let's see, I got mine shipped to Germany. I should get it in April. Seriously? Sweet. I'll post it on Instagram. They're, will you actually? Cool. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Please post. do. I'm uh I'm I'm definitely especially in the teaching, I'm definitely like a process guy, not a product guy, but I'm still an absolute sucker for championship rings. Yeah, yeah, this is my first championship. But I like you said that I've just I'm finally becoming a uh, a process guy. Yeah, for having been a, a product guy for for so long, I think. Uh, Expand yeah. on that. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess I would say that um, I always would like have like I would have goals, whether it was to um, make first team all league in college, or be captain of the of the team in college, or get into USC film school. Um, so I'd have these goals that I'd be working towards and just, just like grinding away, grinding away at them. And then I'd achieve them and I would feel good about it for a day or two. And then I was back. Um, 
And so that's, you know, that's kind of like product outcome thinking. Now, as I'm getting older and, and learning more things about life, um, realizing that it really is about the process and the journey as corny as that can sound that really what is what it's about it's true um, you know even winning that german bowl this last year that was amazing but what was also amazing was all of uh, these guys like coming together and every every week we'd have guys over to our apartment to watch film and stuff and then you know slowly churning and, and grinding away and having that goal in the back of our minds the whole time but just enjoying the season and having fun with it um is something that was you know just as just as valuable as winning the championship today yeah there's no question and um and i think you know you obviously you want to be process people you want to teach young people to be uh, you've heard of growth mindset perhaps like you want to yeah. like that is the right way to be but you also can't deny the fact that people are uh, probably because of a certain biological code somehow results oriented, right? Like we want yeah. to be good and get better and win the thing and whatever. Yeah. So, uh, but it's, but it's kind of keeping that in balance that really makes it worth it. Even when, so like when you get to a championship, say, uh, it's the, it's the guys that put in the most work that feel the best about it for yeah. sure. And it's and you can also see I've, one of the things that we love about the platform of athletics is like it's one of the few places that uh, a full grown man, thirties, Tom Brady, and forty years old practically, uh, yeah. can break down in tears in public with, with oh, yeah. and no one's worried about it. And it's 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 abs- It's not because he lost that game. I think that's what people, you know, sometimes when you hear criticism of that, oh, it's just a game. Well, it's not. It, he didn't just lose the game. It, it's like years of obsession and practice and and devotion and and relationships uh, sort of coming to a head in that moment. Absolutely, I, I totally agree. And and. Yeah, like you said, I mean, it is, it is, maybe it's hardwired into us as humans to, you know, be focused on the outcome. Um, but, you know, finding the joy in the process is, is huge. And yeah, yeah, I mean, with sports, it's so, so big. I mean, just like you said, it's, it's, well, if you put in the most work, you're gonna enjoy the payoff even more because of all the work that you've put in. You know, if you just show up because you're really talented, show up to the championship, win, it doesn't mean as much as if you were grinding for six months. Maybe you're not as talented, but look at all that work you put in. Totally. And you pulled it off. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, it is it is a, a nice balance, finding the balance. I think I think it has to be. I think it has to be. And we always we especially when we lead groups of kids and workshops and stuff like that, um, it's it's important to light the light at the end of the tunnel. But like the yeah. walking through the tunnel, like that's the thing, right? But you, but they have to work in concert, kind of. Like you don't walk the tunnel unless the lights at the back end. So again, you're you're kind of playing these things back and forth. I love it. If you wanna, if you want, if you feel like using that in the movie, uh, it's yours. I, Take I it. I might have to. I'm Take it. Walking through the tunnel. I like it, man. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, what other creative projects? are coming up or I, I take that back this is this is like the big creative project so more importantly how do people find it like where do they go to see this it's not out yet okay um, so it's actually like just being finished so i've got like a trailer um i'm in talks with a couple agencies in los angeles to see if um we'll get some representation on it so we're kind of just finishing up the 
what I call the artistic part of it now getting into the business part of it. So the last two years have been, you know, working on that kind of living the story and then finding out the right way to tell the story. Now we're trying to, um, you know, team up with some of these business people and figure out the best way to distribute it, um, and get the most people to see it. So you can't see it yet, but I will be making the trailer public pretty soon, probably within the next month or so. I love it. So I'm pretty excited about that because it's, um, you know, it's not, it's kind of, it's a world that you haven't like seen before on, on screen. And the only kind of piece of content that I can think of about football in Europe is the book playing for pizza. I don't know if you've read it or heard of it. Uh, I've read it like three times and it's ultimately the reason that I like got on a plane the first time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That, yeah, I've read it too. Yeah. And, but that's the only piece of content yep. um, that I know of, at least major piece of content that, that, uh, you know, talks about this world of European football and the differences and kind of the ins and outs of it. So I'm excited about that. Um, so, you know, having this world on screen and then also I think we have a really cool story just as an underdog team. Like I said, this is a small town team, small budget team playing against some of these big dogs and somehow we win the championship. It's crazy, man. It's true, by the way. So who are the some of the just to put this in perspective like the lions are sponsored by the new yorker right among other teams like there's money going through there's money yeah and teams. like I, I mean and i don't know i don't know the exact number of guys that they have that are full-time with some of those big bigger budget teams like new yorker lions or the frankfurt universe but they have guys including german guys that are full-time and coaches that are full-time so i mean that right there is just a huge advantage you don't have people that are going out going to work and then trying to show up to the game on saturday excuse me so it creates this this uh environment um where we really are like this underdog team and um have to battle all of these have to battle all of this adversity kind of but um you know never give up and and it's a really cool story and i kind of it's another it's another thing about like me leaving USC which was so hard but I think it's really fateful that I kind of fell into this town and this team and this story both as an athlete and as a filmmaker. It no it, it really is. Um yeah no and and what a what an important like I'm looking at it through our filter now too. What an important lesson like to highlight what actually matters even for outcome, right? Like just yeah. because you uh stock the pond with, you know, with with talent in whatever measurable ways we can do that. Uh, that's not ultimately the thing that takes like a community of people, 11 guys or, or however many, um, onto like their, their ultimate human potential. Um, there's, there's definitely other, and there are other and more important factors that make that kind of absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's just an absolutely great lesson. And that's just, you know, what you get in sports. That's it, man. That's yeah. exactly it. That's yeah. why we're all here. That's why we're here. I like it. Um, all right. Well, so I have more questions. Uh, we're, we're almost at time. I have more questions for you for sure. But uh, yeah. can we have a quick lightning round with our guy Alex real quick? Like, yeah. Like quicker, more fun ones? Okay. Is that cool? Yeah, let's do it. What would constitute a successful day? Okay. Um, for me, a successful day when I'm in Germany is waking up, meditating with my meditation app, going down, working out with my American buddies. Um, we get a good workout in. Then I go kind of relax in our park in Schwabisch Hall, 
and then I'll shoot a YouTube video, maybe at a, a cool castle, like 30 minutes from our town or something like that. Go explore a little bit, make a YouTube video, edit that, post that video, head off to practice at like 8 p.m., have a great practice. Then we get pizza after practice. I'm absolutely exhausted. And then I go to bed. That's my perfect day. And that's what I try and do is as much as possible over there. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I know nothing about that life or that day, but I agree already. Um, similar note, 30 minutes to work out, access to any equipment you need. What are you doing? All right. this um, We did this in college. We do it once a year. It's 50 sets of power cleans, sets of two with 45 seconds rest. So all it would be is, you know, get – I did it with like 225 on the bar, two reps, 45 seconds rest, do it 50 times. You're bleeding all over by the end of it and you feel amazing. <laughs> Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, brutal. Um, yeah, it's great. Favorite movie? Um, right now, I'm going to say this movie, it's called Sing Street and it's this Irish movie. It's on Netflix right now, but it's not about football or sports or anything, but it's about following your dreams um, and your passions. And it's also about like supportive brother. Um, and in the end of the movie, it says, you know, it says for brothers everywhere. And it's kind of about this older brother who helps his younger brother achieve his dream. And so it's got the combination of brotherhood and pursuing your passions. And I love it. Who would play you in a movie about your life? Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> I don't see it, but I do. You don't, you, you don't have to put the qualifier on it. It's all okay. right. <laughs> I, Zach Efron. Oh yeah, I do see it, and I'm. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> and I'm just like, thank you so much. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, um, advice from a leader yourself to a future leader about to embark on a similar journey to the one that you're on. Um, follow your gut. Don't be afraid to take risks, and don't do what everyone else is doing just because it's safe and comfortable and follow your passion. I love it. That concludes the lightning round. You killed it. Sweet. <laughs> what a great Did you go like five for five on that? He That's went, yeah, good. five for five, yeah. You get a- well, you yes. I was like prepped him a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> good. I like it, man. Those are great um, questions. All right, so um, let's hear about, the last thing I do want to hear about is, um, is there any coach in your life that's that is, has been able to balance this is something we're really interested in balance um toughness and kindness uh a competitive edge but also yeah. compassion and caring is there anyone that stands out in that world to you so i've talked a lot about how impressive these uh coaches in germany are um but the one coach that i would like to highlight is my college coach rob scarlotta uh this fiery little italian guy from new jersey and he is intense and will you know scream your ear off on the field and then off the field like he really really cares about you as a person which i think a lot of times is something you'll get in high school coaches um high school coaches oftentimes really uh, care about their uh players on another level outside of outside of football because you're you know you're young you're a teenager and they are really influential in developing you as a person but I think it's more rare to have that in a college coach. And Coach Scarlotta off the field absolutely cares about you as a person and your development and your well-being. His motto with the, with the Hoyas football team is four for 40. These four years at Georgetown 
will set you up for your next 40 years of life off the field. And I'm only two and a half, three years into those 40. <laughs> but I can see that paying off already just with a lot of the connections from Georgetown football guys um, across the across the country. You know, one of the producers on this documentary is a Georgetown football guy. Um, and, you know, one of the per- people who wrote a recommendation to get me into USC uh, was connected through Coach Scarlata. So it's just he's able to blend that intensity on the field and really get the best out of you as a player. And if you're not cutting it, he'll get in your ear and then off the field will really like show compassion for you and, and truly means it um, in all other aspects of your life. So that's what I'd have to have to say. Coach Scarlata. Sounds like a great guy. And I'm sure you'll appreciate hearing that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, that's all we've got for you today. Uh, you are welcome back anytime, and uh, maybe maybe closer to uh, the premiere, right? When this yeah, after awesome. this, I think we should do it. I think uh, especially once it wins its first award at Sundance, then uh, <laughs> we can have you back on and and uh, hype it up even more. I'd be down for that. Thanks so much, guys, for having me. This episode brought to you by Hand Armor Chalk, the official chalk of USA Weightlifting. They are also the official sponsor of the Illinois High School Powerlifting Association, a partner organization overseen by the Good Athlete Project. We would not support a product we didn't believe in. Check them out at Hand Armor Chalk on Twitter and Instagram.